Hello and welcome in to the 2023 IdahoSports.com State Volleyball Tournament Preview Special Class 5A Edition. Brandon Bainey joined by our in-house volleyball expert, Lindsay Togiai-Afuk. Hello, Lindsay. Hi, guys. <laughs> Lindsay, of course, has been busy uh, coaching volleyball all season long uh, with Rockland High School, but also uh, every week she's been writing Keeping Up With The Kill, which has been such a great success. Everybody loves uh, checking it out every week because you bring that expertise that only a former player can. Uh, former <laughs> Uh, stand out at Century High School and then played collegiately in Montana as well. So once again, thanks for all the hard work you do, Lindsay. We appreciate it. Thank you. It's fun. Anything volleyball is always fun for me. <laughs> it's a great way to give back to the game that you love so much. So True. here we are. It's the best weekend of the year, state tournament time. All of the state tournaments will be taking place up in North Idaho, including the 5A state tournament, which is being held at Lake City High School in Coeur d'Alene. Here is the bracket, Lindsay. If we take a look at it here, we've got uh, <clears throat> the, the number one seed, Madison. They'll play number eight, Thunder Ridge. Right above them is the four versus five district rivals here, Eagle and Owyhee. They know each other pretty well. And then on the bottom of the bracket, we have number two, Coeur d'Alene against number seven, Rocky Mountain. And then number three, Post Falls against number six, Timberline. So looking at that bracket, Lindsay, what is the first thing that jumps out to you? Uh, I think they got tight competition this year. I mean, Madison, you know, we know pretty well because they're from, well, closer to where I'm from. Um, but they're also the defending champs, but they did lose um, some key players last year and they also got a new coach. Um, but again, they're still in the running. They've been ranked number one for a while now. Um, but I think it's going to be tight between them and Eagle and Coeur d'Alene and Post Falls. So to me, <laughs> it's going to be some fun, fun competition up there. Yes. So Madison comes in as the defending champions and yet pretty regularly throughout the year with our Idaho sports.com coaches poll, it has been Eagle. That's been ranked number one. And that's a team that you profiled on keeping up with the kill. What, what, <laughs> what makes Eagle so good? Um, so Eagle has, again, a lot of seniors. I don't know what it is. There's a lot of teams in there with a lot of seniors. So with that being said, that just comes with a lot of experience. Um, you know, they can not only help lead their team, but they know what state's like. They know what that pressure's like. They have, they have that in their skill set. And, and I mean, it really comes down to that, you know, when you get in those pressureful moments against, you know, good competition, you just got to be the one to not make the mistake, even though volleyball is a game of mistakes. <laughs> so, you know, you want to be aggressive, but, you know, with those teams, it's going to come back to their experience. But again, a lot of those teams are fully loaded with experience. <laughs> um, and Eagle, of course, has to play a familiar opponent right away the first round <laughs> How hard is it to get slotted up against a conference rival right away? So that's something that I'm hoping maybe can change in the near future. Um, I just think, you know, you you play each other so much during the season and then, you know, you have to win your district. And then, you know, these rankings place us at where we're at, but then we get faced against a familiar face yet again. And it is so hard to be a team a third time, a fourth time. I mean, because, you know, you become so familiar with how they play, you know, then you start to strategize against that. So. 
Yeah, it's going to be a tough top half of the bracket. Eagle and Hawaii, of course, and then Madison taking on another district opponent in Thunder Ridge <laughs> right away as well. So it's all all in the family up top. Uh, and then on, on the bottom, this is the most interesting to me because I look at the four teams that are on the bottom of this bracket, Lindsay, and it wouldn't surprise me if any of them were playing on Saturday for a top three position. Right. Like I said, this, this, this one's tight for me. Um, I mean, a lot of those teams in there, well, I think both sides have some potential again with Eagle Madison and then Coraline Plus Falls. That that's hard. <laughs> it's hard to say what's going to happen. And I think for them too, you just, you just keep preparing with the, the same mindset of it's going to be a battle. Can't overlook anything or anyone. Yeah, the team I wanted to really pick your brain on was Timberline. They come in as the number six seed, but this is no ordinary six seed. They got all the way to the championship last year before they lost to Madison. And they've got 10 seniors on this year's (laughs) team. (laughs) Again, one of those teams. Um, Yeah, and a lot of their players, too, are either looking to go on or are already signed to go on um, for college as well. So they're you know, preparing for that next step. And in order to do that, you have to have teammates who can push you at that same level, which I think that they have. Um, it's just what comes with that is so does Madison, so does Postball, <laughs> so does a lot of those other teams. So they're going to they're gonna face good competition. And then, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. That's why I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm interested to see. I don't know. Yeah, and of course, Coeur d'Alene and Post Falls on the same side of the bracket. Coeur d'Alene's the two seed, Post Falls is the three. Coeur d'Alene did beat Post Falls in a five-set yeah. thriller to win yeah. uh, the District 1 and 2 title up north, but these two were very evenly matched all throughout the season. It's true. They were. And, I mean, again, they just play each other so much that <laughs> they're probably like, oh, of course we're on the same side of the bracket. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just what happens, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is what it is, unfortunately. So, okay, let's take a look at this bracket here, Lindsay. I'm going to ask you to give me your dark horse. Which team that's seated uh, outside of the top three, we'll say. Which team is most intriguing to you that you think could go on the deepest run, seeds four through eight? So I'm I'm going to go with Timberline. <laughs> I think maybe they're a little bit under the radar and under in the rankings than actually where they are in reality. But I mean, they have, you know, played some of those top teams and lost to them. So I guess in that way, it makes sense. But again, (laughs) they, uh, they did it last year and they can probably do it again. So. Timberline is a great one for sure. I'm going to go, cr- I'm going to go really crazy here. I'm going to go Thunder Ridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going way in. Thunder Ridge took last place in the district in the regular season. Lindsay, they came in as the number four seed out of four teams. They take sure. out Highland. They take out Rigby. They get to a state play and match. They win that as well. Yeah. How much, how much can a late season run like this cancel out what was kind of an up and down regular season? It's true. If they can, you know, cancel out somehow their inconsistencies and they can keep going on what they're on right now, keep riding that momentum, then they could have a good run. Um, I know that they have a great coach, um, you know, who's coached the collegiate level as well. And so I think she hopes to push them, you know, to see their potential yet um, because, you know, they've kind of rised in the past and then they've kind of been up and down ever since. Um, But I think, like you said, they're on a streak right now and they want to keep riding that. 
Yeah, that's my really, really under the radar <laughs> underdog pick is Thunder Ridge. I just I could see them playing on Saturday uh, for sure. Okay, um, before I get your championship predictions, uh, we <laughs> wanted to go. We wanted to go over um, a player to watch from each team. These are our five A players to watch. It's not an exhaustive list. We just picked one from each team, and there okay. were so many worthy candidates here. Lindsay. Oh yeah, here's that's a here's. Lot. <laughs> Here's what we came up with with our 5A players to watch. Okay. We've got okay. Gia Jonke from Coeur d'Alene, big okay. six footer, plays really well. Liv Manning from Eagle, Ashley Garner from Madison, one of the okay. few players with some experience coming back from last year. Mikhail right. Boy from Hawaii, she's, you know, 6'1, 6'2. Kylie Sunday yes. from Post Falls, going to a D1 school. Aubrey yeah. Evans from Rocky Mountain. Uh, Hannah Powell from Thunder Ridge and Allie Cox of Timberline. Which which of these girls are you most excited to see compete at state? Oh, that's tough. Because uh, I actually, well, as you know, I did research into all, a lot of those girls. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, that's tough. I think I'm going to go with Ashley Garner, though, with Madison. Just because um, she is one of the only like seniors on that particular team. And so it'll be interesting to see, you know, how her last year or last rides plays out. And I want to, you know, see, see how that goes with, you know, everything new coming out or all the, you know, younger players, plus the new coach, you know, she's, she's had a lot of challenges to overcome, but she's been doing well. Yeah. And I would say the player I'm most excited to see is uh, Gia Jonke from Coeur d'Alene uh, okay. because she's playing in her home city. Uh, <laughs> she gets to sleep in her own bed. She gets to play in front of her hometown fans. I'm really excited to see what she can do, um, especially if they get matched up with Post Falls again. Her versus uh, Kylie Monday <laughs> be really good. Yes. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. That'll, well, I mean, it'll either be, you know, one way or the other. I mean, if she likes it that way or, you know, if the crowd doesn't matter. <laughs> oh yeah. I think the crowd is totally not even in the picture when, when those two get together, they're so focused on the court. All right. Back to the bracket here. Give me your championship prediction. Who do you got winning and who do you have taking second place? Oh man, this one's so tough, but I think I'm going to go with, Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'll put, okay. I'll put, I'll put, I'll put it back on the screen for you. There you go. Oh no, that's okay. I, I've, <laughs> I've been thinking about this a lot of things <laughs> all week. It's um, all good. I think Madison and Eagle, even though they're on the same side of the bracket, you know, you can always find your way back around. And oh, I, I think that it's going to be a tough battle in the championship, but. And you know, earlier in the earlier in the season, um, Eagle has beaten Madison already, but the games were really close there as well. And I think I don't know, I think Madison can do it. <laughs> okay, I like I like the confidence there, Madison to repeat. Um, I think it really could come down to whoever wins in that potential, you know, second match on Friday, because whoever comes through the back door would have to win twice which is tough, right? So it's really it tough. <laughs> could, could come down to who wins between uh, Madison and Eagle the first time the on first that time. side of the bracket. So uh, I will go with Madison and post falls. Okay. I'll take, I'll take the Trojans and I, uh, I, I like post falls. I don't know. I just have a feeling about post falls. <laughs> They're playing basically at home. Um, they've, 
been so close to breaking through uh, so yeah. many times, Lindsay. And I, I don't know. I just have a feeling about post falls. What do you think? I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not against that one. I think, I think that that may happen as well. And I think that post falls has been playing, you know, consistent this year as well. And they have, you know, they have the players to do it. So it's going to be tight. <laughs> yes. Uh, it should be a lot of fun for sure. Really. Um, you know, the top six are all very evenly matched and even Rocky and Thunder Ridge at seven and eight are, are capable of springing an upset or two. So this, this is going to be a really fun five, a state volleyball tournament. Again, this is taking place at Lake city high school in Coeur d'Alene, yes. uh, Friday and Saturday. All right, Lindsay, thanks for breaking down the five, a brackets for us. We appreciate it. Good luck girls. <laughs> It's the IdahoSports.com 2023 State Volleyball Tournament Preview Special. Brandon Bainey with Lindsay Togiai-Afuk here as we are ready to break down the Class 4A State Tournament, Lindsay. This is the classification that's near and dear to you to your heart. This is the classification you played in as a high school player at Century. This is true. Um, although I do love every classification, but <laughs> yes, I did play in it and we had some very good competition from again all divisions though as we played throughout our seasons but with that being said i do feel like i might know this one just a little better just from playing in it <laughs> but <laughs> you know the since then so <laughs> that's true i was going to say you know the history but so much has changed so let's let's get a look at this bracket here the number 1 overall seed i think this is surprising to some people and i'm sure you'll talk about it bonneville is the number 1 overall seed they'll play valley view the number 8 seed right above them in the 4 versus 5 what a first round matchup pocatello the 4 skyline the 5 then on the bottom half of the bracket and by the way this tournament's being played at post falls high school in North Idaho. Uh, the number two seed is Lakeland. They'll play number seven, Canyon Ridge. And then uh, the two-time defending champs, one in the 5A level, one at the 4A level, Skyview, they're the three seed. They will play Twin Falls, the number six seed. All right, Lindsay, when you look at this bracket, what's the first thing that jumps out to you? Uh, Skyview is not number one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and I don't want to take away from Bonneville, I feel like they've battled their battles. They've prepared well. They've always been a good program. They were a good program when I was in high school too. Um, you know, and that's not to take away from that. I just think that it's interesting the way that it's set up um, compared to who they've actually played. Because if you look at Skyview's schedule, I mean, they literally played the top team in the nation this year. And yeah, they might have lost, but they competed well. And then they played other top 25 teams. So it's hard to kind of comprehend how that all plays out. But I do think that Skyview and Bonneville are going to be in the championship. That's kind of leading ahead, but I, I do see that. <laughs> Yes. So I think what happened there, because a lot of people have been asking, like, how did this happen? How did Skyview get the number three seed? So I think what happened, Lindsay, is when it comes to seeding the teams for state, only regular season matches are counted, not regular season tournaments. So okay. all those. So like when Skyview went to the Durango Fall Classic in Las Vegas and played all those really good teams, uh -huh. unfortunately, none of that data actually counts. Okay. And so. I think I think we could agree that Bonneville's conference was a lot stronger this year than Skyviews, and I think that's why Bonneville's number one. Okay, and I mean that's that's again a good point, <laughs> but I guess it 
those tournaments overall, you know, I think will <laughs> favor in Skyview's favor. But um, with that being said, again, they've both been preparing as well as they can, playing a lot of matches. Because I know that Bonneville went down to Utah too and played some really good competition there. So, I mean, I think both teams have prepared well. Yes, I think uh, really it seems like Skyview and Bonneville are on a collision course. But let's talk about the number two seed, Lakeland. I think people were also surprised. Boy, Lakeland's number two. I think it's because, Lindsay, they had to play Post Falls and Coeur d'Alene and all these really good 5A teams throughout the season that kind of boosted its strength of schedule. It's true. And they just had a a few losses here and there, too. Not not a lot. And they, looking at... um, like their schedule, like you said, I, I think that they also kind of one that kind of went under the radar um, just because they kind of just played teams from their area. <laughs> but I mean, it didn't, it's not going to hurt them. They, <laughs> they played good competition from the 5A, but. Yes, definitely. Um, so to me, the most intriguing first round matchup is definitely that four versus five Pocatello <laughs> and Skyline. These teams know each other so well. They played not only at tournaments, but they actually played regular season scheduled matches against each other. Yes, they do. <laughs> and they always have. Um, so I know it's always tough too, because you see that the four and the five play and then, you know, you, you kind of feel like they're pretty similar, pretty evenly matched as you would say, I guess. But also I think for most of it, I mean, a lot of those teams are pretty evenly matched in my opinion they have a lot of similar things going on a lot of similar schemes I mean it always comes back to the hustle and the grit right but I mean just looking at their stats on paper and seeing them play it looks like a lot of them are pretty even yes it's going to be really intriguing to see who wins that matchup and gets a a leg up potentially on the rest of the tournament we talked about they played during the regular season Uh, got got revenge in the in the later matchup, so they split during the regular season, which is as even as it possibly can be. So <laughs> that's really going to be interesting. Um, let's talk about the bottom half of the bracket, where, um, and again, I'll put it up on the screen so we can look at it here. Uh, you've got Lakeland and Canyon Ridge, and then Skyview and Twin Falls. So we've talked we talked about coming into the season when we did our preview that boy, Twin Falls and Canyon Ridge are really good and they're going to challenge each other all year and they did end up finishing one and two at districts they took different paths um where canyon ridge had kind of an interesting situation where uh every senior quit the team midway through the year except for uh, a couple like one or two hung around so they in the middle of the season Lindsay, this was pretty crazy they they had to basically call up the jv players and i'll tell you what they stepped right in and kind of kept the winning tradition going. I've been pretty impressed with how Canyon Ridge has been able to, to rally. Right. I, I've been impressed too. I um, heard, you know, a little bit about their situation and it, you know, it, it's tough. Um, it's tough to be a coach, tough to be <laughs> administration, tough to be a player in situations that, you know, you don't feel comfortable in. Um, all of it is just, a hard situation and I guess that's all you can really say <laughs> but to see them persevere and push through that um, and come together when they needed to um, that was impressive and I think they're going to be a very dangerous team hanging out there as that number seven seed and what and what do you think about Twin Falls being number six that seems low to me but um, I think with this year again where they're all pretty tight it's hard to say 
that that's low or high, I guess, at this point, just because I feel like like two through eight are like all really, really close. So I, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's like necessarily low, you know, they happen to, you know, lose some earlier on in their season, but it's better to lose early than it is late. So <laughs> they could have found their way. Yeah. When we talk about low seeds and high seeds, it's all a matter of perspective for these teams for sure. Yep. So, okay. Now I'm going to make you pick one. Okay. Somebody, <laughs> somebody outside of Outside of the, uh, well, for this one, we'll modify it. Usually when we pick our dark horse, we say outside of the top three seeds, but because Skyview is kind of so dominant at the front here, <laughs> give me, give me uh, one of these teams that you think could go on a dark horse run in this tournament. Okay. So, oh, this is tough. <laughs> Very um, tough. I think, I think, well, okay. So I'm going to go back to that four and five seed match. I think whoever wins that could have a good run there, um, but it's it's hard. Uh, we'll have to see who's gonna who's gonna show up that day, and yep, who's just who's gonna make less mistakes. I I think they both have great great players on them, and again, they have seniors leading them both teams, and where they're familiar with how each other play, that always. You know, it, it gets tough. Um, even if you have beaten them before, you can't go in there with that mindset. So I think one of them. <laughs> I like it. And and let's give a shout out to last year when we did our state tournament preview, we talked about how Blackfoot hadn't been to state in a really long time and they broke yeah. through and ended the drought. How about Pocatello? It's like been 30 years since Pocatello has been at state volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So before, yeah, before I was born, I looked into that before when I wrote about them and I was like, oh, wow. But I mean, my former coach, uh, Pauline Theros, yeah, she went there and she was a part of that program while, while they were still going to state. So it's been a really long time and Pokey's really changed their program and, you know, they used to hardly win any games. So to go from that, you know, to finally getting that state berth you know, that's impressive in itself. And, you know, those, those girls though, they're hungry for more. So. <laughs> yes. And we, we love seeing new teams get to state and start new traditions yes. like, like, like Valley view. They come in as the number eight seed, Lindsay, they took sixth out of seven teams in their district this year. Uh, they got the number six seed into districts and they went on this kind of Cinderella run and here they are at state. So good luck to Valley view as well. The number eight yes. seed, the, the ultimate <laughs> underdog. <laughs> but they made it so yes and that's such a great accomplishment so okay let's take a look at our 4a players to watch here Lindsay, we picked one from each team kaylee kofay from bonneville maddie bland uh the great uh six footer for for canyon ridge right. lila lila Kiefer from lakeland she's a great passer of the ball addie yeah. evans from pocatello uh she, what a great career she's had audrey atwood from skyline she uh crossed the 1000 kill mark for her career earlier this year and i believe she is skyline's all-time leader in kills bellamy yeah. buse from from skyview sierra Bourne from twin falls and jasmine lupo from valley view who are you most excited to see compete at state Lindsay? oh there's a lot of good names on there uh <laughs> But I'm going to have to go with Addie Evans. I've coached Addie Evans for four years now. <laughs> so I, I'm i rooting for her no matter what. Um, but I know, you know, her skill set that she can bring. I just want her to go out there and compete, compete with that mindset of, you know, this is state. We're finally here, but 
that's not good enough. You got to keep going. Um, but I also really like Kaylee Kobe from Bonneville. Been watching her since she's of that little freshman. You know, really grew her skill set. Going on to Utah State next year. Oh, this one, this one's tough. There's a lot of good players on there. <laughs> yeah, this this is going to be a good uh, good bracket of uh, individuals for sure. I'm most excited to see Lila Kiefer from Lakeland. I think she's a really good player and has kind of flown under the radar because Lakeland's yeah. way up north. Nobody's really right. paying attention. I think this could be a big opportunity for Lila Kiefer of Lakeland to break through on the state stage and uh, get people to notice her name. So that's going right. to be really fun and exciting. Okay. Back to the bracket. I never really said my, my dark horse team. I, I really like twin falls at the number six. They've got to play Skyview right away, which stinks, but I could easily see twin falls coming back through the other right. side of the, of the bracket. They were the last team not named Skyview to win the four a state championship. They did that two years ago. Um, so good luck to the Bruins and, and whoever it is in the top three, it's going to be different this year because Columbia who took second last year and century who took third, both didn't make it. So this is going to be <laughs> going to be new blood at the four, a state tournament. Lindsay, what is your, what, what is your championship, uh, prediction? Um, I kind of, I think I said it, but, um, I think it's going to be Bonneville and Skyview. Um, I just think that. The two are very consistent teams and you know if you look at their schedules or if you watch their film or if you've seen them play live you know that this year the errors made by either team are very far and few between and so you you really <laughs> have to find your rhythm with these teams and there's no time for mistakes I am inclined to agree as boring as that is. I try to mix it up and pick something different from you, but I agree. I think it's Skyview. I think it's Bonneville and you know, Skyview probably wins, you know, nine out of 10 times against Bonneville, but all Bonneville has to do is win once and, and win the matchup that counts. Right now. That, right that's now. right. <laughs> that's right. That's all that matters. So I think it's going to be a fun bracket for sure. So that is our uh, 4A state volleyball tournament preview. Again, these games will take place at Post Falls High School Friday and Saturday. Lindsay, thanks for breaking down the 4A bracket for us. Good luck, girls. It's the 2023 Idaho High School Volleyball State Tournament Preview Special on IdahoSports.com. Brandon Bainey with Lindsay Togiai Afuk, and we are breaking down the Class 3A State Tournament. Lindsay, this is taking place at Coeur d'Alene High School up north in Idaho. And so uh, 3A is a classification that I think is is pretty balanced. Uh, really, the top four teams are all very solid, as we'll see on the bracket. But this was a fun classification to cover this year. Yeah, I I agree. I think that there's um, a lot of dominance um, in Snake River, but again, the competition is tight. And, you know, where a lot of the teams haven't played each other yet, that's a good opportunity. I know Kimberly and Snake River have, but as far as the rest goes, I mean, <laughs> you just got to see what happens. And again, I, I think it is tight for one through eight here. Um, it was a bit of a, again, kind of a little bit of a surprise, I guess, and not really if you've followed one team the whole way, but looking at all eight teams and their schedules, it's a little bit, I don't know, 
<laughs> Interesting. Yes. Okay. So here is the bracket. The three A state tournament taking place at Coeur d'Alene High School. Your number one overall seed is McCall Donnelly, and everyone's going, "What?" Came out of left <laughs> field a little bit there, but we'll yeah. talk about them in a second. And I think we both came to the conclusion that it's actually a pretty well earned number one seed. Uh, right. Marsh Valley is the number eight seed. They'll play McCall Donnelly right away. Above them, the four and five matchup is a battle of uh, F schools, Fruitland and Filer. Okay. And then at the bottom, we've got two versus seven, Snake River against Bonner's Fair. And then the defending champions from Kimberly are the three seed. They will play number six seed South Fremont. Okay, so let's let's talk about the number one seed, McCall Donnelly, because I think when it first came out, people were like, how? But right. then you kind of looked at it and you said, no, they're they're legit. They're good. Right. I mean, again, so, uh, well, that's just kind of how fan bases go, right? You, you've been <laughs> following your team the whole way and, you know, they're undefeated. They beat last year's event or whatever it is, you know, and you're like, so what? We should be number one. <laughs> but um, I think the rankings just, you know, go back into, you know, not just this season, but previous season in games. And they look at, again, you know, the quality of opponents and things like that. Um, but, you know, you just you just need to keep doing what you're doing. If you're one of those teams, I mean, you don't need to let that ranking or number steer you from, from what you've been doing. Right. I mean, again, like we've said, it's just a number, but again, earning it this far, that's the important part. That's the important thing. <laughs> so all that, all that matters is you get one of those eight spots right. at state. And then after that, right. it's all, it's all up to you, as you said, in keeping up with the kill this week, yes. which was really good. That's a, that's the weekly, uh, column that Lindsay wrote for us this volleyball season. Uh, you can see the latest edition on the homepage at idahosports.com. Um, okay, so let's talk about, so McCall Donnelly's the one, um, but right above them are their district rivals from Fruitland. And Fruitland is the team that got to the championship last year and was kind of the favorite coming in. And McCall Donnelly kind of stole it away from them um, and, and outright earned it over the Grizzlies. But what do you, what do you make of this Fruitland team as the number four seed? So I, I think they're tough too. And I think, again, it's going to come down to that day and, you know, those certain <laughs> sets and what happens because they, they played uh, McCall Donnelly really tight um, there in the end as well. They went to five sets and it was close, you know, so again, emotions are high. Got to see who can control it a little better. <laughs> Just little things that, you know, everybody can clean up um, to pick up their game. But I think that Fruitland brings a good team you know, Kimberly brings a good team, you know, Snake River brings a really good team and none of them are number one. <laughs> but I think, you know, saying that like these two teams have faced each other, these two teams have faced each other, but they haven't all faced yet. So I think it'll be interesting when they haven't faced someone they have before. Yes, there are some unknowns in there. You know, you look at Bonner's Ferry as the number seven seed, for example, who, well, who knows? Uh, <laughs> what they're going to do. They're, they're going to play snake river right away. It does seem like on the bottom half of that bracket, snake river and Kimberly are kind of destined to meet. They split, <laughs> they split during the regular season and, and I am ready for any potential rematch between these two powers. Right. I, I do think snake river can do it. I think in their latest meeting though, um, snake river did beat them in three sets where compared to earlier on, they beat them. Kimberly beat them in five. So that is just something to mention because that is huge as far as sets go. Um, you know, if you can beat a team in three sets, that shows your consistency more than anything. Now, if you're taking it back and forth, you know, to four or five sets, that also tells you something else. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. 
For sure. Um, I, I wanted to give a shout out as well to Filer and Marsh Valley up at the top of the bracket, the, the five and the eight. They both won state play-in matches to get to state. Filer beat Weezer last year's third place team at state to earn their way. So that's well earned. Filer is a team that always seems to be at state, no matter what it is in, in girls athletics. And then Marsh Valley, how about, how about Marsh Valley getting to state, knocking out big, bad sugar Salem, the kind of the perennial power. I know they're down a little bit from years past, but still anytime you can knock out sugar and, and deny them a chance to get to state, everybody else is saying, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, and like you said, you know, uh, sugar is built such a volleyball dynasty i think that it's odd for people to hear that they didn't even make it to state sometimes um i mean again you know you have you know those down years or whatever but you know when you have built such a program you know you have players there that are playing since they're really little <laughs> so you know they get to know the game before they're in high school anyway so i think for marsh valley to pull that off that's big for them and also because marsh valley you know, it hasn't been a volleyball dominant school. So. Yeah. It's awesome to see new teams get there. And, and so if sugar Salem didn't make it, well, who did from their district, it was South Fremont and South yeah. Fremont started hot out of the gates. They kind of hit a lull in the middle of the season. And then they yeah. appeared to have found their form again, right at the right time for the playoffs. I think South Fremont's a very dangerous team also. I agree. I think um, they're kind of those ones that are just a little bit unknown um, just because they've kind of been on the up and coming as of late where they've always had to battle sugar to try and find their way. Um, but I think their program has been building for, I don't know, the past five to seven years now. And so it's, it's kind of been a long time coming for them to have a deep state run. Yeah. I think there's a lot of years where they could have gotten to state, but Right. That darn sugar was in the way. <laughs> and so I'm really excited to see what they can do now. So, okay, let's look at this bracket, Lindsay, as we take a look at it here. Who is your dark horse team? Somebody outside of that top three of McCall Donnelly, Snake River, Kimberly, that you think is capable of, of going on a deep run here at State? Uh, I'm going with the team we just talked about. <laughs> so, Prima, I think that they have the potential to get, again, get deep in there. Um, they have the athletes to do it. They kind of just, you know, had some inconsistency here and there. Um, but it looks like um, they're coming together at the right time. You know, they may be seated that low, which seems about right for as many district champions as we have there. <laughs> but um, I do think that they have, they have what they need to get far in. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I'm totally on board with South Fremont as well. But uh, to pick someone different, I will say Filer as the number five seed. They are they always have really good athletes, whether it's basketball, volleyball, softball. They just <laughs> always seem to be in the mix. And so uh, don't don't count out Filer. Right. Um, <laughs> I think Filer could be really sneaky and, and really dangerous. Um, okay, let's take a look at our three A players to watch. We chose one from each team again. You know, if your favorite player didn't get picked, it's not personal. It's just a, just a jumping off point to get the conversation rolling. There's a lot of talented players yeah. on all of these teams, but we, we chose one from each squad. Here's what we've got. Avery Bayer from Bonners Ferry, Allie Bishop of Filer, Brooke Hardy of Fruitland. She was the 3A player of the year last year as a freshman. She's right. now a sophomore. Uh, yeah. Mall Mallory Kelsey from Kimberly, one of the few remnants uh, remaining from last year's championship team. Uh, Callie Dalkey from Marsh Valley, 
Gabby Green from McCall Donnelly, very underrated athlete. Um, Reese Baldwin from Snake River. And then Shantae LeCheminant from South Fremont. Say that five times faster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lots of good players there again. Uh, who are you, Yeah, who are you most excited to see? Oh, boy. Oh, I don't know. I say it's pretty close between Brooke Hardy and Reese Baldwin. Uh, Reese Baldwin watched her since she was younger. <laughs> She's come a long way. She's a senior now. Brooke, I mean, only being a sophomore, but being the player of the year last year, she's, you know, still on the up and coming. <laughs> That's tough. Um, probably both of them. <laughs> awesome. And I, and I think it's going to be, I'm most excited to see Gabby Green from McCall Donnelly. She's a dynamic athlete, great basketball player as well. Um, oh. and, and now with McCall Donnelly also being the number one seed, I think a lot of eyes are going to be on Gabby and her teammates. So I'm really excited to see Gabby green from, uh, McCall Donnelly compete. So, but a lot of good, a lot of good athletes on every squad here at the three, a state tournament. All right, Lindsay, it is championship prediction time. There's the bracket one more time. Who do you have in the championship and who do you have winning it all? Oh, geez. Okay. So I think sneaker will be in it. Oh, as far as who they face, oh, that's tough. Here's the uh, here's the bracket again. Here, I'll put it back um, up there. Okay. So I think, oh, I think it'll be Snake River, and well, I don't. So I didn't until I did some more research, but it could. Uh, I'm gonna go with McCall Donnelly, um, just because of their. Um, you know, momentum they have now. They're on the other side of the bracket. Um, you know, they're going to possibly play a familiar foe there. And, you know, if they can make it through that, then uh, they have a really good shot. I could tell you were really conflicted on that. And that, <laughs> it, that, I think, speaks to the quality of all the teams that are competing here at the State 3A tournament. Uh, yeah. Lindsay, I'm going to go boring. I'm going to go rematch <laughs> of last year's championship. I like Kimberly and Fruitland. And I'll and I'll take uh, I'll take Fruitland this time. I'm going with the Grizzlies. What do you think? Um, I mean, I think they have the team to do it. Um, I just think looking and researching into those teams as of late right now, um, they, yeah, it's just going to be tight. <laughs> I don't want to say it's it's not that it's not possible because every, anything's possible, um, but it's just you know those teams have to remain you know, sort of under the radar themselves and they have to just keep preparing silently, you know, just keep your head down and work. You don't want to speak things that, you know, you're not there yet. You got to work. Yes. Very important. You can't just show up and expect to win. You still have to put in the work even at state or especially at state. So, Okay. And, and again, when we're making these picks, it's all in fun. It's not oh, anything serious. And of course, the number one rule at IdahoSports.com is we love to be wrong. So if you're <laughs> Snake River, I, I would love to come back and go, you know what? I was totally wrong. You guys did great. So that's that's the number one rule is it's fun and we, we love to be wrong. Right, Lindsay? Yes, very <laughs> true. And we're, I mean, ultimately, we just want to see good volleyball. So, I mean, we're rooting for everybody. That's right. We're just rooting for good quality matchups. So that's the 3A state volleyball tournament at Coeur d'Alene High School this Friday and Saturday. Lindsay, thank you for breaking down what was a very difficult 3A bracket. Very tight. Good luck, girls.
It's the 2023 IdahoSports.com State Volleyball Tournament Preview Special. We are breaking down the Class 2A State Tournament. This is taking place at Lakeland High School in Rathdrum. Brandon Maney with Lindsay Togiai Afuk. She is our volleyball expert here at IdahoSports.com. Lindsay, uh, thank you for breaking down this 2A bracket with us. Let's get right into it. Uh, the number one overall seed in this bracket is Coal Valley Christian. They will play the number eight seed Declo. Declo was actually the champion from District Four, but because it's a two-team district, it's really hard for them to finish uh, anywhere besides seven or eight in the seedings. Um, and then above them is a really intriguing first-round matchup: number four Melba, number five Napa Christian. So three teams all from the same conference, all on that top half of the bracket. Then at the bottom half, we have number two, Kellogg, against number seven, Firth, and then number three, Malad, and number six, Bear Lake. And they are district rivals <laughs> meeting right away in the first round also. So first first thing that jumps out to you, Lindsay, when you look at this bracket. Well, this bracket is funny uh, just because so many familiar faces are all going to have to play each other <laughs> right away. Um, and I think it's kind of interesting, too, that – Melba is a higher. Uh, I just think that a lot of people maybe thought that <laughs> um, with you know them being defending champs and also with the way they finished out that one, I wasn't quite sure about. Yeah, and this is really the first time where I can't give you a good answer. We talked about you know why isn't Skyview number one in four A right. or, or why isn't Snake River number one in three A? And you could make cases. I really don't have a case for this because when you look just head to head, Melba beat Cole Valley twice in the regular season. And then yeah. they beat them for the district championship. Also, I, yeah. I really don't know. And for it to be one in four, that, that, I don't, <laughs> yeah. that, I didn't really, but it, again, and watching those teams play as well, I, I don't feel like that was right. <laughs> I, I mean, I've watched their film. Um, I haven't yet seen them play live, but I mean, I saw that those games, those last games played and it that's why i'm like these that they got number one uh, how <laughs> and and again but we're not number. it's just a number right and we're and we're not saying uh like oh cole valley so bad we're just saying like Mel, like Mel, melba's good like melba should it, at least melba should be higher than four i think we can all agree on that <laughs> like it just doesn't make sense right not to take away from any team you know right. you worked your way here you earned it you're <laughs> you're on there this is it you know there's no argument it's just a little bit puzzling and i think that you know again these numbers actually don't matter again <laughs> you you made it here you're here now let's see the numbers only matter to to us to talk about. That's all. That's all it is. Um, okay. So let me let me ask you as a player, what what did you prefer? Did you prefer facing a team you'd already seen three or four times at state, or did you like the thrill of playing a new opponent? Um, I think when it kindly finally came down to state championships that I was in, um, it was usually <laughs> a familiar face. <laughs> which I mean, it, it's going to happen because, you know, good teams are going to, you're going to make your way there. Right. Um, so we faced, you know, Bonneville twice and two state championships while I was in high school and then Rigby, which we played three or four times in the season back when they were 4A. So, I mean, it really isn't like, have you faced them yet? It's how your team has progressed. 
That's so wise. Yes. And that's, I would expect nothing less from a Pauline Theros coached player. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, of course, Lindsay played at Century (laughs) High School back in the day when the Diamondbacks were rocking and rolling. Um, Okay. Let's talk about, so we've got three teams all from district three on the, on the top half of that bracket. And then like, it, it it's like Declo is the one like member of the family. That's a distant cousin, but is that the family reunion? <laughs> it's like, Oh, we don't really know how they play, but again, that's not what it's about. Um, Cause every team can show up differently on any given day. Um, but I think, you know, just looking at that, it is also strange that they're all three on the same side of the bracket. And again, you know, <laughs> who has control of that? Nobody, but it's just a little bit strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of just kind of interesting to see how it all worked out. We went to Max Preps to get away from teams from the same conference playing each other. And so often it just works out to where, oh, yeah, you're playing someone, uh, you know, pretty well, <laughs> including Malad on the bottom. So last year at State, Lindsay, they had to play Westside right away in the first round, their district rival. And they had had all these epic battles throughout the season and <laughs> and now they're doing the same thing with but it's bear lake this year instead of west side so this is an interesting first round matchup also yeah again familiar face but you know that's you know just keep focusing on your team and how you guys can improve but i i have had the opportunity to see malad live and they um they look like a good squad um they have you know the seniors leading them um they have uh, powerful outsides um, you know, and they've, they won their district, <laughs> you know, again, that's not to say, you know, who's going to show up that day. Cause again, you can't overlook anybody or overthink it, but, um, I do think that they have a good shot of making it to the championship. Malad. Definitely. I really like this Malad team. And last year, Malad beat Westside in the first round, but then lost to Westside in the fourth place match. And so Malad's hoping for a different story this year. Of course, Melba uh, won the championship over Westside last year. Well, Westside's gone. They didn't make it this year. So there's going to be a new team in the top three. And then Ryrie, who took third last year, also did not make it to state. The two teams that made it to state from Ryrie's district are we saw on the bottom there uh Firth uh they came in as the uh district champions from district 6 and I want to give a special shout out to a team that's not here at state Salmon Salmon had such an amazing regular season and they're a school that doesn't have a ton of volleyball tradition recently and they were so fun to watch they were the regular season champions they felt just a little short against Firth in the district championship and then they fell just a little bit short to Bear Lake in their state play and match but I wanted to give a special shout out to Salmon as well what a great year they had right it's tough right I mean there's a lot of teams that actually aren't competing so that's another reason for all of these players and teams to be grateful and, you know, proud of this so far, but again, grateful mostly because <laughs> there are teams that some would say should be here, but don't, <laughs> don't get a chance. So. <laughs> and we are going to talk about that in our one AD one preview. I know exactly what you're saying. Lindsay. Uh, okay. Let, let's look at this bracket. Give me, give me a dark horse team. Um, okay. That, that you think is capable of, of going on a deep run. And this, this in terms of the seeds is pretty wide open. So I'll give you the board here. Give me a team that's on your radar. I was going to say, I feel like this bracket is also really evenly matched as well. So it's hard to really, the numbers don't really 
matchup. I think, ooh, okay, a dark horse. Well, I'm going to go with Firth. Um, just because, you know, to come out and win on Ryrie, that's, um, Ryrie's been good for a long time. Um, and I've seen Ryrie play, um, you know, they always have a good program and where Firth has been a little bit more inconsistent as far as volleyball goes. Um, they've always had some good athletes though. And so for them to finally overcome that <laughs> and win in the volleyball realm, I think that's good on them. Uh, they just got to keep pushing. Yeah, so Firth outlasted Ryrie. They outlasted North Fremont, who was a good team this year. They outlasted Salmon, like we talked about, the regular season champs. So Firth is definitely yeah. battle-tested. I, I love that pick. I will go with, I, I think Kellogg as a two seed just isn't getting a lot of publicity right now. Right. I think the, I think the Wildcats are really good. They want a tough district over St. Mary's. St. Mary's has kind of been the premier power from the North into a volleyball and Kellogg went toe to toe and beat them in the district championship. And the Wildcats have a lot of good uh, underrated athletes. So I think okay. Kellogg, it's, it's weird that I'm picking a number two seed as my dark horse, but I don't think they're getting much love. So. Right. And I think, again, these ones are two ways, like really wide open, I think, as far as, you know, similarities and things like that. They're, it's really close again. <laughs> I guess we've said that about probably every division this year, but <laughs> it's really tight. For sure. Let's let's look at our two A players to watch. We picked one from each team, just a starting point discussion wise. But there's you know five, six, seven girls from all these teams we could have highlighted. Um, but here we go: Emmy Sharp from Bear Lake, Carly Clark of Cole Valley Christian, Ellie Erickson from Declo, Daytona Folkman from Firth. I feel like she's been there for like ten years. She's been playing <laughs> since basically day one. Uh, Maddie Cheney from Kellogg, Hallie Horsley from Malad. Ella Stosich from Melba, great passer. And then Alyssa Gregory from Nampa Christian. Who are you most excited to watch this weekend, Lindsay? Oh, again, another <laughs> great list of names in front of me. Um, I'm going to go with Ella. Is it Stosich? I don't know. How yeah, Stosich. Okay. Um, I think that, you know, last with her team last year, um, she was a little bit under the radar as far as, you know, they had some really good players last year and they had to fill some big shoes this year. So it'll be exciting to see her do that. Yeah, I'm really excited. You know, Hallie Horsley is a great uh, player for Malad. Alyssa Gregory, dynamite athlete for Napa Christian. I'm most excited to see Ellie Erickson from Declo. Uh, okay. Declo is another team that doesn't come in with much, uh, you know, fanfare. They play in just a uh, three-team district. Right. Um, but I, re I really think Ellie Erickson's a good athlete. And I think uh, right away they're, they're going to get the number one seed co coming <laughs> out of the gate. So um, good, good luck to the Hornets there, but it is time to make our championship predictions. Lindsay, as you look at this two, a bracket, uh, what is your championship matchup and who do you have winning it all? Oh, geez. I think that it's going to be Melba and Malad in the championship. And. Oh, I think it's going to be tight, but I think that Melba can do it again. Okay, you like Melba to repeat. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with Melba as well, but uh, in a weird twist because they're starting on the same side of the bracket. 
I'm going to go with an all district three final Melba and Coal Valley Christian number one overall seed. And, and we'll, we'll see, is this the time that Coal Valley can finally break through and knock off Melba or will the Mustangs reign again? Uh, I will say that Melba wins again, but I would love to be wrong. Coal Valley fans. Yeah. I mean, right. We, we just want to see a good match. So <laughs> good luck girls. It'll be a lot of fun for sure. This is the 2A state volleyball tournament taking place at Lakeland High School in Rathdrum on Friday and Saturday. Lindsay, thanks for breaking down this 2A bracket with us. Thank you. It's the 2023 Idaho High School Volleyball State Tournament Preview Special on IdahoSports.com. Brandon Bainey with Lindsay Togiai-Afu getting ready to break down the Class 1A D1 State Volleyball <laughs> Tournament, Lindsay. Uh, this is going to be an interesting discussion, so we will just we'll dive right into it and look at this bracket. This tournament is taking place at Lewis and Clark State College, LCSC, over in Lewiston. And here's the bracket. Troy, the number one seed, heavy favorites coming in. They are as close to a volleyball powerhouse as you can get in the state of Idaho. They will play number eight seed Oakley in the first round. Right above them on the bracket in the four versus five matchup, it's Genesee and Wallace, all North Idaho there. And then at the bottom of the bracket, Grace, the number two, will play Liberty Charter, the number seven. And then Murtaugh, the three seed, will play Greenleaf Friends, the number six seed. And I think any conversation about this bracket, Lindsay, just for a moment has to start with a team that's not here. And that's Butte County. Uh, they and grace come from a three team district over in district five, six, that district only got one bid to state this year. And grace outlasted Butte County in an epic championship battle uh, last week. Um, it's just a shame that one of those teams uh, wasn't able to go. Yeah. And like you said, I think that if you're familiar um, with this division at all, then you know right away that this is a um, probably been a tough dis discussion for a few years now um, where, you know, they're such a small district that they've never gotten any more than just one seed. But where Butte County has been so, so good and so has Grace. Um, you know, they both are top teams in the state in their division and for them to not get an opportunity to go for them both to go <laughs> that, um, it just seems unfair. And I mean, this happened last year and grace won the district last year as well. And then grace as a district champion had to play a state play in match. Um, right. and the same thing happened to Wallace this year. Wallace won their district and had to play a state play in match, which just never sits well with me. Uh, hey, congrats on winning your district. Still got to earn your way to state. Like well, we already did. We, we won our district, but, um, it's tough. Yeah. Butte County went 17 and three this year. Grace went 17 and two. That's just in Idaho regular season competition. They also played in all sorts of tournaments, but I think we've got to talk about grace and, and what they accomplished yes. last thir Thursday, October 19th. They had to, first of all, play chalice in a, in a loser out match. Yes. And they won, they won that three, nothing. Then they play Butte County where they have to beat Butte County, not once, but twice because they had lost they had just lost to Butte County two nights before three to two. So they win the first match against Butte County three to two, and then they win the rematch three to two. <laughs> so they played 13 sets over three matches. It started around six o'clock at night, Lindsay. They yeah. didn't get done until after midnight. It was crazy. That's 
that's the endurance. <laughs> that's the endurance right there that coaches, you know, as coach, you hope you have as a player, you know, you, you work hard every day and you, you know, you try to push to have that. But when it comes down to it, that was, that was truly <laughs> a night of volleyball to be at. Um, you know, again, we, we give props to Butte County. I, I think it's unfair, but you got to give props to Grace for pushing through all of those matches. Um, that just shows what can be done. And, you know, it can be done at state too. <laughs> so for, for somebody who, a non-volleyball player like me, describe what that's like to play 13 sets over the span of like six hours. And, and it's not like tournament sets where, yeah, you're trying to win, but you also are, you know, somewhat loose and relaxed. These are do or die pressure packed. If we lose, we're, we don't get to go to state, like high drama. What is that like as a player physically, emotionally, mentally? So Bubbles, like you said, a uh, very physical, but also very emotional game. Um, and especially where, you know, they were playing their rival all night. <laughs> uh, that takes a lot out of you. Um, honestly, you know, you, you can build up the stamina, you can build your skill sets. Um, but at the end of that, um, you know, that truly just comes to staying you know calm and collected throughout high emotions throughout the mistakes throughout the inconsistencies um but making sure that your team is in shape <laughs> to outlast their opponent if it goes 13 or so sets yeah the uh, the girls on the bench for grace were putting towels in the ice bucket and then <laughs> during timeouts they were like wrapping them around the players because it's like yeah. it's intense yeah it, was, it, it is was... and they just yeah you got to keep got to keep your head in it and in, in that moment of course <laughs> easier said than done um you know but obviously you know with with all the battles that they've been through and view as well <laughs> that was just such a high emotional game seeing all those girls you know it's it's tough yeah. And, and so, uh, congratulations to grace. They definitely earned their spotted state. That's a night that they'll talk about in, in grace uh, for years <laughs> oh, yeah. to come for sure. Yeah. Um, so, so Troy's the one seed grace is the two. Those two seem like they're on a collision course, but I would also say Murtaugh, the number three seed is also really talented. And then to me from those top three seeds, there might be a little bit of a drop off, but what do you think? Oh, I definitely agree. <laughs> um, I think that as far as, um, the rankings or seedings go into this one. I think that that's pretty fair as far as, you know, just not including Butte County, but <laughs> that is pretty fair there. Um, and then as far as the rest, you know, it's, it hasn't been, you know, as, um, as great of a season for the rest of the teams that made it. I mean, congratulations, they've made it, but you know, now's the time to really, cut out those roller coaster rides, those inconsistencies they've had. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think that Troy definitely has shown what they can do and they are definitely dominant <laughs> in volleyball. Uh, I mean, again, Grace proved their way. Murtaugh proved their way. Um, the rest, I would say, are more evenly matched from there to each other. And again, we, we, those, those other five teams are all, are all great, but the, but the top three are like historically great. Well, Troy, Troy is historically great, like all time volleyball dynasties. And then Grace and, and Murtaugh are like exceptionally great. And then the rest are great as well. So right. um, I, I think it's going to be evenly matched. 
outside of that top three. And again, if I'm wrong, I would love to come back and own it. Um, but right. give me give me a dark horse outside of that top three that you've got your eye on. So I'm going to say Genesee. Um, I know that they were at state last year, um, you know, and they made a run there for a little bit. But I mean, it's it's hard because a lot of those teams are very similar, but, you know, anyone can push past anyone at this point. So, you know, we, we want to wish the best to all teams. Um, just looking for good quality matches. That's all. <laughs> yes. Uh, Genesee got to the championship against Troy last year and, and fell yes. and, and could certainly do the same this year. Uh, Murtaugh took third last year at state as well. Right. The, the dark horse that I'm looking at is Greenleaf Friends. They are the number six seed. They won their district this year. They went undefeated in league play, which is hard, Lindsay, because unlike Grace and Butte County, who play in a three-team district, this right. is like an this is an eleven-team district. So you're playing a lot of a lot of teams um, throughout the course of the season, and then it's a huge district tournament as well. So lots of opportunities to stub your toe, and Greenleaf never did not once. Very okay. impressive. That is impressive. Where is that? So that is in uh, kind of outside uh, Boise. It's in the um, oh, okay. in the Treasure Valley District Three. So that's okay. that's a league that's a lot of kind of like charter schools, but also your smaller communities like Notice and Rimrock and and things oh, like that. Okay. So yeah, okay. I like I like Greenleaf Friends um, as my dark horse team um and they've been around as a school since like the early 1900s they were one of like idaho's first high schools as well so oh, fun wow. fact yes <laughs> yes you didn't think you were going to get a history lesson tonight <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't know that <laughs> yeah no um okay so here's our 1a d1 players to watch we picked a player from each team to kind of keep an eye on throughout the weekend and again just a jumping off point we could talk about uh, six or seven different players from all of these great schools. But yeah. here's what we came up with. Mia Scharnhorst from Genesee at Districts. Um, she set a new school record for most digs in a game and also most digs in a career. So way to go, uh, Mia Scharnhorst from Genesee. Sydney wow. Smith from Grace, dynamic hitter, great athlete. Hope Miller from Greenleaf Friends, kind of uh, one of the captains of the team there. Addie Roskam from Liberty Charter. Addie Stanger from Murtaugh, uh, mm -hmm. Chloe Larson from Oakley, Jolie Eklund from Troy, uh, who was the 1A D1 player of the year last year, and then Tia Hendrick from Wallace as well. Is there one player on that list you're most excited to watch compete, Lindsay? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of good names on there again. Uh, probably Sydney Smith from Grace. Um I mean, I, I truly am excited to see all of them play. Um, but I think that uh, Grace is a team that, you know, looks to leaders like Sydney. And I think that uh, I think they'll make a deep run in it with her. So, yeah, I mean, they have Melody Stratman who helps lead the way, too. And so there was a lot of good players <laughs> we left off from Grace uh, and from all these teams. Uh, I'm most excited to see Tia Hendrick from Wallace. Um, yep. I think well, Wallace is kind of sneaky. They're, they're way up north. They kind of forget forgotten about sometimes. Um, right. They won their district and had to win a play-in match. Um, they had to travel all the way down to, I think it was Fruitland, to play their state play-in match, which is a long way to go. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see Tia yep. Hendrick from Wallace compete. Should be a fun time. But okay. <laughs> 
Here is the bracket one more time, Lindsay. Give me your championship matchup and championship prediction. Okay, so I see <laughs> Troy and Grace in the championship, and I see it being a close match. And, you know, again, <laughs> could be wrong because I think it's going to be tight, but I do think Troy can do it. <clears throat> I think, yeah, I think it's Troy's tournament to lose. Uh, Deb Blazard, their coach, just does such a great job with those girls year in, year out. For one of the smallest communities in Idaho, it's really incredible to watch this team compete night in, night out. And so uh, yes. I forgot I, I forgot to mention, uh, earlier this year, they were playing Lapway, Troy was, and I think, it, I think it was Jolie Eklund, but she was in service, Lindsay, and she, she, she served 25 straight points. Uh, Troy won, Troy won 25, nothing. And she, she was in service the entire time. Have you ever seen that before? I've seen it close to that. Um, <laughs> when I was a player and as a coach, I mean, I've seen 25, three, 25 below five things happen. So, I mean, it's definitely something that's, um, uh, you know, it's Good, but also not good for both teams because it just seems very uneven. <laughs> but, you know, you, you go out there and just having the consistency as, you know, that lone server and being able to play out every ball and not make any mistakes, you know, that is impressive. It's like in basketball when you get hot from the three-point line and you can't miss. And what, <laughs> no matter what the other team does, sometimes they just can't stop nope, you. So Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's why, that's why, you know, some may look at it as like, uh, oh, why did you do that kind of thing? But it's like, if you can, how could you not, right? You, you don't want to make the mistake. So that's right. Yep. I totally agree. So, uh, my championship prediction, I will go with just to be different. Cause I do like Troy and grace, but I'll say <laughs> Troy, I'll go Troy and Murta. I'll take, I'll take Murta in that they took a top three last year. Um, and, you know, Genesee, I think, could still maybe get in there, too. But to me, it's a clear top three, Troy, Grace, and Murta. But we shall see. Either way, I think there's going to be some really intriguing uh, semifinals and, you know, consolation battles on Saturday in this bracket. It should be a lot of fun. So. Yes. All right. That is our 1A D1 state tournament preview. They are playing these matches at Lewis and Clark State College in Lewiston. Uh, Lindsay, thank you for breaking down the 1AD1 bracket for us. We appreciate it. Good luck, girls. It's the IdahoSports.com 2023 State Volleyball Tournament Preview Special. Brandon Bainey with Lindsay Togiai Afuk breaking down the brackets. We are at Idaho's smallest classification, Class 1AD2. This state tournament will be played at Lewiston High School in Lewiston. Now, before we get any further, for those that may not know, Lindsay, uh, of course, an accomplished player. She played for Century High School in Pocatello and uh, part of that great dynasty of, of teams on, under Pauline Theros, who's now the athletic director at uh, Idaho State University. Um, then she went on to play collegiately in Montana and then um, has since been really uh, helping the next wave of players coaching club volleyball, but also uh, being an assistant coach at Rockland High School during the high school season. So Rockland's a team we're going to see on the bracket, but I think people that know you know that there's no bias in your analysis. You break it down evenly and fairly. Yes. Well, I would hope so. I mean, when it comes to volleyball, I can see things pretty clearly. <laughs> um, you know, as far as teams go, 
again, we just want to better the game. So we just want that for all players. So. <laughs> Yes. And, and and for Rockland specifically, it was a little bit of a different journey to state than it's been the past couple of years. And we'll we'll talk about that here in just a minute. But first, here's a look at the bracket. Again, this is the 1A D2 tournament at Lewiston High School. Horseshoe Bend, your number one seed. Not a huge surprise. Um, they have been uh, kind of along with Troy and Skyview. Those have kind of been the three teams in Idaho volleyball that have just been dominant the last couple of years yes. and so horse horseshoe bend is your one seed they'll play deary the number eight seed uh the number four and five up above is mackie and rockland i just noticed we're missing the k in mackie we better fix that <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah no. <laughs> uh so, sorry about that miners nation um but th that's uh two district rivals going at it right away mackie and rockland in the four and five and then on the bottom half of the bracket, we have Grace Lutheran, the two seed, Dietrich, the seven seed. And then our three versus six matchup is Council and Kendrick. All right. First thing that jumps out to you when you look at this bracket, Lindsay. Um, there's three teams from our district. <laughs> I'm just um, <laughs> I, no, I think that's totally legit. That was a really good district this year. Uh, I think it's tough, but it's also the first time that we've gotten the two and a half. So, I mean, that made a huge difference. Um, but there's the sad part of it is, I mean, there's other teams who were up there in the rankings above some of those teams who, who did win their district and make it. So again, it, it's, it's hard. We, we have a nine team district and, you know, five, six of those teams are, are good competition. <clears throat> Yes. So uh, Grace Lutheran, Mackie, Rockland, that was your one, two, three at districts. And then, but outside of that, you know, Ledor the past couple of years has been really tough. Water Springs was really good this year. Taylor's Crossing even went on a little bit of a mini run uh, at the district tournament. So there, there was a lot of good volleyball this year over in East Idaho. And, and like you said, I'm so glad that it became uh, not a two bid league anymore, but a two and a half because the past couple of years we've talked about, man, there's a really good team from this district that, that never has a chance to compete uh, yeah. to get to state. Now Rockland has been the team that's been winning districts the last couple of years. So it's been an interesting journey to take third and have to go play a play in match. You guys had to play uh, Clark Fork, the district champions uh, from, from district one, the Wampus cats. How about yeah. that nickname? <laughs> I know. And did you know there's only two schools in the nation that have that, that have that very animal? I, yeah. No. Other coach told me that. I was like, I had no idea. And the other schools in Louisiana, by the way. So <laughs> totally out there. I was like, what? I don't even know what that is. Anyways, well, I do now, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yes. I to go play them. I mean, it, it's tough, you know, like you mentioned before, you know, you, you win your district and then you, you're still not quite in it. But then at the same time, you know, you have such good competition in one district that, you know, if you, you know, go and compete against them, but they end up winning, then it just shows who should go at that point. You know what I mean? So it's, oh, it's all tough. <laughs> it, it is. It, it's tough with eight teams. You know, I've heard people say like, oh, why don't we go to 12? And that's another talk for another day. But yes. uh, when, when it's, when it's eight teams, yeah, it is. It's really hard. Um, I think the big story here is, Grace Lutheran making state for the first time in school history, which is so awesome. Uh, 
full disclosure, I used to live in Pocatello and I lived right by Grace Lutheran. So I got okay. to know everybody there really well. Okay. They're an awesome group of, of uh, teachers and coaches and kids over there at Grace Lutheran. Um, and I'm so excited to see them at state for the first time. They, they went undefeated. Um, in the regular season. And then they, of course they went undefeated at districts. They have not lost this year, Lindsay, and they're doing it with seven players. Yes. Um, so I'm glad you're familiar. Cause I'm familiar too. <laughs> Cause a lot of them play for our club and we've coached them. <laughs> so um, like you said, really great, awesome people, um, you know, support. They have uh, fan base. As far as that goes, they really come together as a community, you know, for that smaller school, um, you know, they've, they just, they've just been working at it. They have, um, three freshmen, you know, on their, on there as well. And it just keeps, <laughs> and they all play cause they all have to, cause they only have seven. <laughs> but, um, as far as that goes, I think they've done a really good job of coming together, you know, bringing those freshmen up with them, up with those juniors who lead that team and senior. And, you know, they, they found a rhythm that they want to continue. <laughs> They've been on this ride where it's been, you know, a lot of fun and full of momentum and emotion. Um, so with it being their first time at state, they got to attack it with the same thing though. You got to just like you, as bad as you wanted to win your district, it's got to show here. Yeah. And they got a tough, a tough draw in the bracket. If we look at this, Lindsay, yeah, yeah it's a, it's a two, a three, a six and a seven, but all four of those teams, Grace Lutheran, Dietrich council and Kendrick, they were all district champions. So that is a really loaded bottom half of the bracket. Whoever survives out of that to play um, is going to be really battle tested, especially in that three versus six matchup. I feel like council and Kendrick, uh, and I guess council was not a district champ. They lost to horseshoe Ben. I just think that they are because if horseshoe, <laughs> if horseshoe Ben wasn't in the district council would win this every year, but um, council and Kendrick, that three versus six is a really intriguing matchup to me as well as this year. Council finally breaks through and, and eclipses horseshoe Ben. I don't think so. And then that's not to take away from anything, but it's just to say, as far as I've seen, um, I think you said it about another division. I don't remember, but it's horseshoe Ben's tournament to lose um, as far as like consistency goes and experience and seniors and all of it. <laughs> yes, um, It's theirs to lose. So they, they have it in my mind. They just got to show up and do it. Yeah. So when we talk about Horseshoe Bend and, you know, how good was Horseshoe Bend? Well, they, I mean, last year, the CUNA Classic to start the season and beat Boise, a 5A school. I mean, so right. that's, they beat Boise High. So, I mean, and, and they're, they're consistently playing three A's, four A's in, yeah. in tournaments and, and winning. Um, so this is an historically great Horseshoe Bend team. Um, so it's, it's going to, tough for anybody else to break through, but that battle for second and third, I think is going to be really intriguing. And there's a lot of really good teams lined up. And honestly, I would say any of the seven others could come home with, with a trophy. I agree with you there. <laughs> I think that, you know, it's again, you got a lot of similarities going on. You got a lot of um, competition that has similar schemes and they've played each other a lot. It's, it's going to be tight again. I've said that a million times tonight, but I think truly, you know, there's one team that kind of stands out, but then as far as the rest goes or who could compete with that team, 
it's tight. Yes. Okay. So give me a dark horse, not horseshoe bend that, that could be, <laughs> could be competing for a top four finish. Okay. Ooh. I. It's I hard mean, because it, it could be any of them. Right. I, I, I'm going to go with Kendrick though. Okay. I think they're better than they were last year. Uh, they've kind of found some rhythm as far as um, team dynamic and just the game of volleyball in general. They look more disciplined um, and, you know, that'll go a long way. So, you know, with, with good athletes, you just, you know, you got to stay disciplined. For sure. And my dark horse, all my, all my Grace Lutheran friends are going to hate me. I think it's Dietrich. I think Dietrich as the seven seed is, uh, I, I really do because they, they come from a district with Richfield and Richfield is a very strong team. And I know a lot of those girls play club volleyball and in the off season. And so if you, if you're good enough to, to knock out Richfield and get to state, I don't care if you're a seven seed, you must be legit. And so Dietrich is the team I'm keeping my eye on. That's true. And they played tight with them all match and we faced them as well and had a tight match. So I think that's a good one. Yeah. It's going to be really fun to watch though. Let's take a look at our one, a D two players to watch. We chose one player from each squad again, uh, not an end all be all list, just a starting point to get the conversation rolling. Here's what we came up with. Hope Zolman from council. Kennedy Kirk from Deary, who can really fill it up on the basketball court as well. Sage Hubert from Dietrich, Kirsten Kraus from Grace Lutheran, uh, Anna Lee Wilson from Horseshoe Bend, uh, just uh, gets everything at the net. Uh, Haley Taylor from Kendrick, Cadence Seafried from Mackey, and Callan Perman from Rockland. Uh, who are you most excited to see compete here, Lindsay? Oh, boy. Oh, uh, yeah, I <laughs> that's really tough. Well, OK, so I knew a lot of these players in other divisions, too. But this one, I mean, obviously, I really I know all of them. <laughs> right. But um, I see. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Hope Zolman and uh, Council's other players to watch as well. Um, you know, you don't you don't get to see them as much until state, um, although I, I know from seeing them last year. But um, I think that she's um, we, we've watched some film on them. Um, she's doing great things for them um, as far as, uh, you know, controlling the nut and being the um, lead kill. That's she's been good for them. Yep. And I'm, I'm most excited to see Kennedy Kirk from Deary. She's a great athlete. Uh, I'm intrigued to see how she does against these taller uh, imposing horseshoe bend players, uh, right, right out of the gate. But yeah, yeah. Kennedy Kirk from Deary is my, and again, all these girls are outstanding. We just picked one to highlight for the purpose of discussing on a show. That's all it is. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here is the discussion point then. I think we both like horseshoe bend to win the championship, but what is your championship matchup prediction? Who does horseshoe bend play? And like I said, it really wouldn't surprise me if it's any of the other seven teams that are playing on Saturday morning. <laughs> right. And I think I'm, I'm just going to go with a championship winner. I'm not going to say who's in the championship. Okay. I can, re I can respect that because you're coaching and you're involved in it. I will say, I'll give you a top three then I'll go, I'll go one further. Okay. I'll go horseshoe bend as your champs. 
I think they play council in the championship Two district okay. rivals going at it. And they played each other a billion times over the years. Right. Um, and I do think grace Lutheran finds a way to take third. So that's my official prediction. And again, if I'm wrong about any of it, <laughs> love to come back Rockland fans. I would love to come back and wear it if I'm wrong. <laughs> right. I mean, everyone has their opportunity. So here we go. That's right. I'll, I'll gladly provide the bulletin board material for, for everybody else. So, all right. Well, Lindsay, uh, thank you for breaking down the 1AD2 bracket for us, but thank you for all the hard work you did throughout the season for us, writing, keeping up with the kill every week on idahosports.com and doing our big season preview all the way back at the start of the season. It felt like we did that last week, but here we are now at state tournament time. <laughs> so sad, <laughs> but thank you for having me and good luck girls and coaches and everybody you know it's going to be an exciting week so <laughs> should be a lot of fun so uh again 182 state volleyball tournament taking place at lewiston high school this friday and saturday good luck to all the girls that are competing this weekend at state volleyball and of course stay uh stay tuned to idahosports.com for all of the updated scores and brackets and matchups we will be cranking them out for you on friday and saturday as state volleyball is off and running all right for lindsey togi i'm brandon bainey thanks for tuning in everybody on idahosports.com